Hi, I'm so excited that you're here today. My name is Lee, and we're going to be talking today about um, us who call ourselves Christians being complacent, being lukewarm, and how that's not okay with Jesus because he loves us and he doesn't want us to perish. And we know that if we're not on fire for him, he's going to spit us out of his mouth. Let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you for telling us the truth, telling us things to come, for correcting us. We love correction, Lord, because we want to stand before you that day without spot or wrinkle, cleansed by your word, transformed by living in your will and not our own. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. I want to read to you starting in Luke. Um, Luke 18. Jesus told a story, and this is a message translation. He told a story um, about some who were com- complacent, or story about some who were complacently pleased with themselves over their moral performance and looked down their noses at the common people. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax man. The Pharisee posed and prayed like this. Oh God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, robbers, crooks, adulterers, or heaven forbid like this tax man. I fast twice a week and I tithe on all my income. Meanwhile, the tax man slumped into the shadows, his face in his hands, not daring to look up and said, God, give mercy, forgive me, a sinner. Jesus commented, this tax man, not the other, went home made right with God. If you walk around with your nose in the air, you're going to end up flat on your face. But if you're content to be simply be yourself, you become more than yourself. And of course, we want more of Jesus and less than us. And and so what Jesus is saying is so often he can't minister to that person who thinks they know without asking it without asking him. When I do street ministry, he wants me to tell people to get on their knees and say, am I right with you? Am I going to make it that day? And um, they just kind of look down at me. Some people say, oh, sure, I'm good. I'm a Christian. And some people say, I have my own religion. And so neither one of those are the right answer. We have to be humble. We have to come before him humbly, ready to do his will and not our own. What did Jesus say? Father, your will be done, not mine. Do you have that reverence for the Father? Then we have to make sure that we're willing to humble ourselves before him and find out his will. Even Jesus went three times and said, if it's not your will... You know, can I get away with this kind of thing, right? Isn't that what we do? If it's not your will when he corrects us, then do I have to do it? We want to make sure that we are doing his will. And even if you got to go pray three times, are you sure this is it? Are you sure I have to do this? Um, Correct me. Because you know what? On that day, you don't want him you don't you want to don't want to stand there ignorant of the fact that you weren't doing as well you want to be corrected now okay so i'm going to read to you in three different translations 
So in Matthew 8, there was a centurion, and he was asking Jesus. He said, Lord, my servant boy is lying at the house, paralyzed and distressed in intense pain. And Jesus said, I'll come and restore him. But the centurion replied to him, Lord, I am not worthy or fit to have you come under my roof, but only speak the word and my servant boy will be cured. I'm also a man subject to authority with soldiers, subject to me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and he does that. When Jesus heard him, he marveled and said to those who followed him, because this man was, he, he wasn't a believer in God. He was, he was a person that didn't believe, and so Jesus was just marveled at the faith that he had. He heard, apparently, about Jesus, and he had faith, and he believed that Jesus could do this. So Jesus marveled, and he said to those who followed him, who adhere steadfastly to him, him conforming to his example in living and need be of dying. This is Amplified Classic Bible. I tell you truly, I have not found so much faith as this with anyone, even in Israel. I tell you, many will come from the east and the west and will sit at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. While the sons and the heirs of the kingdom will be driven out into the darkness where there will be weeping and grinding of teeth. Then Jesus told the centurion, Go, it shall be done for you as you have believed. So what is the difference? He believed. And he said, he's saying, the sons and the heirs of the kingdom, because they're lukewarm, they're, they're thinking they're going to make it. Just like that haughty... Um, Pharisee that Jesus was talking about, they think they're going to make it, but they're not because they're lukewarm, because they haven't humbled themselves, because they're not doing the will of the Father. They're not doing His will. And the New Living Translation, we have the same thing here that I want to read. And um, so Jesus, the Roman officer, came to Jesus and he pleaded. And um, Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. And the offer said, I'm not worthy to have you come into my house. And isn't that humble enough? I'm not worthy to have you come into my house. And um, he said, all you have to do is say the word, and I know my servant boy will be healed. I know because I'm under authority. And so going down to verse 10, Jesus heard this, and he was amazed. And turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from the east and the west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. Many from all over the world, Jesus is telling me, those who are lost are going to take the Christian's place. They're going to, they're going to take their place because they believe. And the Christians are lukewarm. They're complacent. And they're not doing the will of the Father. Because like Jesus said, they have their nose in the air, looking down at those who don't know Jesus, not doing Jesus' work. 
not caring about their neighbor, not not even caring about what Jesus is going through right now or have any idea what he's going through because they're not walking in the Spirit. They're not in tune to the Spirit. It's their flesh. It's their position. They're not humble. They're proud. Many, many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from the east and the west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast and the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those who the kingdom was prepared for, will be thrown into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Wow. Jesus said that to me. He said, those who don't believe now, who are, are seeing God, who, who believe, are going to take the place of the complacent Christians. I want to read it to you in the message. Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. Oh, no, said the captain. I don't want to put you to all that trouble. Just give the order and my servant will be fine. I'm the man who takes orders and gives orders. I tell one soldier, go, and he goes. He, and the other one, come, and he comes to, to this, to do this, and he does it. Taken back, Jesus said, I've come across this kind of simple. He said, I have yet to come across this simple kind of faith and trust in Israel. The very people who are supposed to know all about God and how he works. This man is a vanguard of many outsiders who will soon be coming from all directions, streaming in from the east, pouring in from the west, sitting down at the God's kingdom banquet alongside of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then those who grew up in the faith but had no faith will find themselves in the cold, outsiders to grace, wondering what happened. Thrown into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Can you imagine? Things are going to be switched over because the Christians are complacent. They're going through the motions. They're lukewarm. They don't even know what God is thinking because they're, they're just going through the motions. And Jesus is concerned. He wants you to know. He wants you to wake up. The time is near. He's about to return. And he's drawing those to him. And he's using those vessels who are willing to go for him. But because so many are like the Pharisees, and it's all about their church, and, and you know, the fundraisers, and, and redecorating, and all the stuff, they're complacent ignorant of the word even no revelation knowledge not doing the will of the father not everyone says to me lord lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven but those who do the will of the father he's concerned of the christians who calls him lord except those who think they're right with him and he said not everyone who's calling him lord is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven but those who do his will. 
those who do as well. And if we're not helping those, if we're not helping Jesus, if we're not doing his work, if we're not helping those, loving those who don't know him, then we're not really Christians. We're not Christ-like. And then on that day, they're going to say, but Lord, I did this, I did that in your name. I did this for you. How can you stay away from me? I never knew you. Because you're practicing lawlessness. The law is to love. There's so much going on in the world. There's so much complacency in the churches that people, I run into people who even say they're hypocrites. I quit going to church. They're not real. And they're not. And Jesus is calling you out today. Get real. Get on your face. Remember your calling. If you love me, you'll obey me. If you love me, if you believe in me, you're going to do my work. It's not going to be about you. You're going to be selfless. You're going to be on fire for me, doing my will, not your will. We're in a very serious time, a time of testing. Are you going to do his will? Are you going to do your will? Are you going to do what you want? Are you going to do what he wants? Are you going to be a part of the revival that has already started? Are you going to be like in the day of Noah? It's happening all around you and you can't see it because you're so about yourself. You're so distracted with the things of this world. You're so distracted that you can't even see. You don't get on your knees every day anymore. You skip Sundays of spending that extra time with him. In fact, you skip every day. So you don't even know. What little you did know was taken from you. Isn't that what Jesus said? If you don't pay attention to the word, if you don't pay attention to the word, even what you had is going to be taken from you. You're not going to remember. Satan is on the move. He's out to still kill and destroy. He's trying to steal the word from you. He's trying to steal Jesus from you. He wants you to go to hell. It's a fight. Get on your knees every day. Don't be complacent. Don't be looking down at those who don't know. Tell them. Help them. Don't be religious. You can't see without him. So many people think they're so, like, wise. And really, they're being foolish. You only know what God shows you. And he's not going to show you anything if you're not humbling yourself before him. If you never ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, Revelation 20 says he corrects those that he loves. Revelation 3.19, he corrects those that he loves. And so he wants to correct you and show you who you are, what you need to do before that day. 
And he can only do that, Revelation 3.20, if you heed his voice. He said he's already knocking at the door of your heart. If you heed his voice, he's going to come and live on the inside of you. And he's going to teach you. He's going to dine with you. He's going to correct you. He's going to tell you things to come. He's going to tell you where you have sin, where you're not doing his will. He's going to prepare you to stand before him. He's going to prepare you to be a part of his life, to go out for him and to do his will. He's so in love with you. He wants you to know. He wants you to know. If you heed his voice, he can help you. If you won't heed his voice, if you're going to be prideful and just think you can do this thing yourself, you're going to be replaced by that person you're looking down at. Those who don't know him, he said, are going to be flooding in from the east and the west, from everywhere, to sit at the table of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You don't inherit eternal life. It comes from your faith, believing Jesus, honoring who he is, submitting to him. Don't think you're going to make it without him. You, you can't figure it out yourself. And Jesus, he's not a religion. If you think you have another religion, that's the God before him. Jesus is a person. He loves you. And only he can give you eternal life. Only he can come and live on the inside of you and be your God. So, Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for, for your invitation. And we are asking you to come and live on the inside of us and be our God. Be our God. Teach us, correct us, guide us. Show us our complacency. Teach us how to go and do your will. We love you and praise you. Give you all the glory. I just, I, I have a word for someone. I don't know who it is. And um, he said that you have this thing for food. It's your God. And you need to let it go. You need to get on your knees and ask him to help you to stop eating that food as if you have to have it. He's not talking about regular eating. He's talking about eating to the place where you can't stop. The enemy has a hold on you. And you need to resist him. And when you get on your knees and ask, God is going to give you the power to let go of that food. It's a hold the enemy has on you. And it's keeping you from Jesus. Because, as I said, it's a God before God. He wants you all for himself. He's a jealous God. He doesn't want you bound. He doesn't want you entrapped, imprisoned with having to have something. He wants to set you free. And so go to him now. Surrender. Say, Jesus, take it from me. I don't want it. I want you more. I want you instead. Take it from me. And he will. He will. He'll set you free. All you have to do is respond to his 
his presence and say, okay, thank you for taking it. I want you more. I love you more than that food. I want to live with you forever. I heed your voice. I'm going to heed your voice. He just wants to set you free. Praise the Lord. That was so awesome. I'm so excited for you, whoever that is. Thank you so much for listening today. Hey, and and if, if that was you, I mean, if you were delivered today from that, I'd love it if you'd let me know. Contact me. Thanks so much. God bless you.